there's always going to be uninformed voters or misinformed voters because if you're getting your political news from Facebook or Twitter, the people you follow or friend are typically going to be a, an echo chamber of sorts. Who pays attention to NPR? You know, it doesn't, <laughs> it, it, that's the whole problem is like the, these media organizations rely on hyping people and, you know, getting people riled up and stuff like that. And the whole idea that they did this electoral college to keep and people from campaigning and like pandering to the metropolises and uh, really highly populated areas and stuff, it's still happening. Yeah. You know, what do you yeah. think the swing states are? Like, maybe that argument of uninformed voters still applies. That people, yes, they have a lot of information, but it's completely screwy. Welcome to another Kitchen Sink Microscopy. I'm Eric Rosenblatt. And I'm Casey Rochefort. And uh, we'd love it if you'd like, share, and subscribe. Because uh, awesome people do that. And you know you're awesome. So uh, stick around to the end because we write our own music. And you can get it at patreon.com slash ksmvidcast. All right. Well, what do we want to talk about today? Wow. Um, well, there's a lot of things, but I think, you know, here in the U.S., we're coming up on, uh, you know, the next election for president, and it's kind of debates are going on and things like that. And I know that, um, especially with the last election, um, the topic of the electoral college was a hotly debated topic, and I think we could probably make that our topic for today and discuss yeah. it a little bit yeah i just saw in the news that canada has a little heat going on with their electoral college because uh it was it was a pretty close um win on the electoral side but they lost the popular vote by a, a pretty good chunk i think and there's a lot of people you know screaming that hey we don't we don't need this method anymore you know uh it's it's more for like a small budding country sort of situation and and i i i'd be interested to see how how their things go i i don't know that much about their politics but it's you know it's fairly similar to ours um yeah i'm not totally up on canadian politics yeah but. so i mean we can always speak to the u.s but um there's certainly a, a pretty uh, heated divide in this country. There's a lot of people that say, well, we need the electoral college because most people think Taco Bell is the best Mexican food. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I do have a few different ideas on that. You know, I, 
I know that originally the electoral college was kind of set up as a, a compromise, um, basically to counterbalance the less populous states against the mo more populous states, because that was a concern back then. Well, I mean, it really should be a concern all the time, um, but we've kind of, the division between states has kind of dissolved over time. So, you know, I don't know how relevant that really is nowadays. Um, but that was the original intent. I think there was, I mean, it, it worked a lot different in the U.S. back in the day. Um, right. You know, they didn't even have campaigns or parties or anything. It was sort of like uh, the just people, the electors in the state would kind of select uh, a candidate, whether, you know, it was kind of like whoever was popular or whatever. And I think they had to choose two, um, one, at least one of them outside of the state, which I think is actually a really interesting idea. The idea being they didn't want to like, you know, the people thought, well, obviously they're going to pick whoever's in their state and however many states you'd have that many, you know, presidential votes. Um, so, so sort of like they divided it up. So you had two votes and you know, whoever won the majority, they, they became president. And the idea was the states would elect the president, not the general populace of the country. It was more like a state's thing because the whole federal government and all that. But it kind of changed a little bit. There was even a constitutional amendment to change that too, which... There's a few of them actually. Yeah, yeah. But specifically regarding this particular thing, there was one that, that, that changed yeah. it. Yeah. What, what are your like thoughts 12, on 12, 14 and 23 or something? Yeah. Yeah. I think something, so. 20 something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, another, another reason it was initially instituted was to prevent uh, uneducated votes from happening. Uninformed votes, I should say. Um, yeah. Uninformed, uh, which I, I'm all for that. But with today's technology, uh, you can be Joe Blow on a farm 50 miles from the nearest Safeway and still be able to um, adequately brief yourself on each candidate's platform. And yeah, and you can, you can watch debates and, you know, somebody's campaign yeah. videos and things yeah, like that. Yeah, for a long time, TV has been ubiquitous enough to the point where anybody could become a well-informed voter. Well, like, and now, now it's not just TV. Like, you know, back before the internet, it was like, well, whatever TV channels you could get, that's all the information you would have real time. But yeah. now you could just go onto the internet and look up whatever you want, like points and counterpoints, pros and cons, like all kinds of things. You can find out anything you want to find out. So, yeah, I mean, I think that that particular aspect of it is kind of moot now. Like, it doesn't really, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still, there's always going to be uninformed voters or misinformed voters. Because if you're getting your political news from Facebook or Twitter, the people you follow or friend are typically going to be a, an echo chamber of sorts. Because you, you usually align with people of similar thinking patterns and those are the sure. things that you see the most. And so there, there's a little bit of that bias that's always going to exist, creating 
further political divides and stuff, but you know, that's another topic. Well, uh, I, I would, I would argue that if you get your information from, I mean, you know, you, you talk about like Facebook and you know, forums and things like that. I'd say if you get your, your information about something like that from one particular news source, that is also just as bad because there's biases all over the place in, in mainstream media. And so I think, it, you know, it probably speaks to a larger problem with, with the populace that they, they only looked, they don't, people tend to look for things that support their views rather than things that maybe don't and, and yeah. question what they believe and things like that. So I think a lot of people, you know, you'll have a whole bunch of people that only watch Fox news or people only watch CNN. And that's very dangerous because both of those organizations definitely have an agenda and a bias. And I think you should go to a bunch of different sources for information. Yeah. There's a great pictograph or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's kind of this gradient and there's logos of all the mainstream media. And it basically goes from like, uh, like one corner is like sensational conservative and then like, and then it gets more moderate. And then like the other far corner is like sensational, um, why am I blanking? Liberal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, and then there's like, uh, more like, um, you know, like a little bit more straightforward, like straight shooting stuff on, on these other corners. And then, you know, like somewhere in, in the middle of each end is where you get like this, uh, lesser bias. And, um, you know, that's, that's where things like CNN is like, I think somewhere toward the middle there and Fox news is pretty far toward like the sensational side and, you know, but, but it's good because yeah. you can see things like, you know, uh, Huffington Post, which a lot of people rely on, which is basically just anybody who wants to blog can blog there. Uh, yeah. You know, that's that's like, oh, this is crap. Don't really pay attention to that. You know, yeah, it's, I consider it's really Huffington helpful. Post no better than Breitbart, really, in terms right. of like actual unbiased information. I think NPR, I, I've seen that that some yeah. some graph similar to that, and NPR was kind of in the middle, um, it, like a little bit left leaning, but but pretty fact-based and yeah but who pays attention to npr you know it doesn't <laughs> it, it, that's the whole problem is like the these media organizations rely on hyping people and you know getting people riled up and stuff like that and and that's where everybody goes for the information it, so i mean you know maybe that argument of uninformed voters still applies that people Yes, they have a lot of information, but it's completely screwy. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. But to to get back to the electoral college thing, it's you know like another thing that's supposed to be good about it is this uh, removal of bias. Since since we're talking about bias, uh, I, I find that to be an interesting concept. I mean, maybe at one point that actually worked, but. Uh, the way things are done now, the electors are chosen uh, along party lines, and they're typically expected to cast their votes along those lines. So it's your votes don't really count in that manner. 
you know, like the yeah. way it's supposed to work is, you know, winner takes all in, in most of the states. So, you know, whatever the majority of the state says, that elector is supposed to cast the vote in that manner. Um, I, I, it's a little different, but on the caucus level, I know that here in Washington state, that did not happen in the Democratic caucus in 2016. Uh, our governor, Jay Inslee, uh, cast his vote for Hillary Clinton when there was a resounding majority going for Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's, there's a clear and present bias uh, yeah. that, that takes away our, our democratic freedoms. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a mess. Honestly, like I, I think the original way it was set up might have made a little bit more sense. The the fact that it wasn't a popular vote, it was more like the states deciding who should be kind of in charge of the federal side of things. Um, and and at the time, it was it was a far less. Um, it had a few fewer tendrils. Um, you know, really, as a, as a person living in a state, it really didn't matter who the president was because didn't really affect your daily life. Obviously things have gotten a lot more complex and a lot bigger um, than, than back then. But I, I do kind of like the idea of they had to cast two votes, um, which now it's not that way. Uh -huh. So it's kind of an interesting idea, but yeah, I, man. Yeah. And then I, 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 never, I never really understood how, this um, the the way they divvy up the weight of of how many electors a state gets uh, if it's supposed to be tilting the scales in favor of the less populous places why does Montana have three you know shouldn't yeah. they have thirty eight like Texas does you know exactly that's the thing maybe it should be the the senators. Um, because that's a, a finite number, like it's a set number per state of two, I believe. Um, well, that is that is how they do it. But I guess there's three senators in. No, I think <laughs> it's the the senators and representatives. So, so yeah. Senate and House together, number of people, um, if I recall. I mean, it's been yeah. a little while since I've studied the Constitution. In yeah, detail. yeah, one one elector per uh, representative and senator. Yeah. So, so if you, you know, it would actually be a true balance if it were the same number of electors for every state. Oh, because there's only two senators per state. Yeah, yeah. So then, it, I mean, I would, I'd like to see a little bit more than just two people's opinion. Um, but, you know, it should at least be the same number of votes cast per state. And, you know, that, that would at least balance everybody against each other. Yeah. Not that it... But, it I don't know I mean, if that really matters nowadays. Like, does it? Uh, do do we really care about states anymore? I, I don't know. It I, was a big deal back in the day, like a huge deal. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think if they're going to do it that way, like if their argument is that, you know, these geographical pockets, isolation are, you know, going to have different views from the, you know, pocket next door which is is absolutely true then mm. they need uh equal representation but that's still not happening and 
And uh, the, the, the whole idea that they did this electoral college to keep the people from campaigning and like pandering to the metropolises and, and uh, really highly populated areas and stuff, it's still happening. You know, <laughs> what do you think the swing states are? Like, like 90% of the campaigning happens in the swing states. And yeah, everywhere, little, everywhere else is just like you get maybe one visit. <laughs> if if any, yeah. If any, yeah. And 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 that is a thing. And and I think in that case, it's really hard when you're talking about you know a, a federal president. Um that it, because there's there's definitely a divide between the urban and the rural uh cultures in this country. Um, and, and they want and need and expect different things. So it's really, I think that's actually where the divide happens. It's no longer on state lines. It's more like the big cities versus the country. Yeah. You know, the country being like the sticks, basically, you know, less populous areas. They're very, very different. And you know, obviously, the more populous areas, the big cities, the urban areas, rule over everybody else. And, you know, I don't know. I, I do have an idea as far as presidential elections. And, you know, maybe it could even go towards this, the state level as well. That, that would, that my proposal to eliminate or at least reduce corruption to its minimal level with the current system we have is to eliminate elections altogether and make it like jury duty. So it's a lottery, yeah. you know, they, they have a system, some kind of system that's transparent and, and randomized and they send out, you know, maybe it's like a, a collection of, of uh, names. So, you know, whatever, if you're, you know, I don't know how they would decide this, but whatever, let's say it's decided. And so one day you might get a letter in the mail saying, guess what? You've been selected to be president and you could choose to do it or not to do it. And if not, then it'll go to the next person. But if you do, then there you go. And it would accurately represent the whole population eventually because it would be random, which would make sense, you know? You'd get some yeah, I, smart people, you'd get some dumb people, you, you'd get some sane and some crazy people. And I think that would, that would be, uh, you know, as fair as it could possibly be. Yeah, I think we talked a, a great deal about that um, on a kitchen sink after hours episode, didn't we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, th uh, I think this is relevant to, the, to this yeah. topic, you know. Yeah, I mean, that was a good discussion, though. If, if people are interested, um, check that out. It's, it's, uh, it's another, you know, feature that we have. Uh, it's uh, some more rare videos so that, you know, there's less of them less frequently, but uh, it's a little more candid, a little more laid back, and uh, uh, you can get it on patreon.com slash ksmvidcast by being a patron of any amount. And, and there you have it. So if, if you want to hear more about Eric's idea in great detail <laughs> and, and the ideas that I have that I'm forgetting now, uh, <laughs> check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do like that idea. Um, I also kind of, you know, thinking about this, I was going along the lines of like, why, 
So, like, they consider a majority, like, two-thirds, right? Instead uh, of just, like, 51% versus... No, that depends on, it depends on what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I was just thinking, like, if, if we just did, like, a popular vote, but if it was, like, close, like, a certain range, like, a certain statistical, you know, deviations or whatever then it goes to an electoral college, but we don't necessarily have to use them every election cycle, you know? Like, yeah, uh, and have, it be, have it be kind of like a tiebreaker sort of a situation? Sure, and I think that's what Congress was supposed to do in the event of a, a tie in the electoral college, so it's kind of, a, kind of similar to that. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it does bother me um, that... Uh, this country with over 300 million people has basically one person representing it nationally and it flips and flops and keeps changing. And of course, you know, in this country, we essentially have what amounts to a two party system. Um, So only those two parties and only the people who ascribe to those two parties ever get any kind of voice or representation at a national level. And I think that's a huge problem. Like, and half the country is always pissed off for four to eight years. Yeah, it's know? actually less than half because not everybody votes. Um, so, <laughs> but, you know, half of the voters. Yeah, so that's true. And it, and it goes back and forth. And if you look at the numbers, it's pretty much done that. And I don't know that that's a really constructive way to do things. It's kind of like, imagine if there were two different architectural firms, each of which had a completely different view of how a building should be built. And, and this building is going to take 100 years to build. But every four years, it kept flipping between architectural firms as far as what the design was going to be. <clears throat> Imagine how much of a mess that building would be. when you, It would be like EMP <laughs> by the time <laughs> they're done, you know. Not to talk shit about EMP because, you know, from an engineering standpoint, it's a marvel, but it's ugly. Um, yeah. You know, it's supposed to be shaped like um, broken guitars. Yeah. I, I don't see uh, it at all. I've, I've been up in the Space Needle. I've looked directly down at it, and I'm like, I, well, I see a fretboard, but that's about it. You know, like. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I think um, my, I rest my case. <laughs> yeah. It must have had two architectural firms designing that thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, you know, like, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe there should be like more people in, in the offices of the president at at one individual, you know, one given time, like maybe a few different ideas at the same time. Like, I mean, what I'd like to see is kind of a panel, I guess, like a panel of presidential uh people i guess i don't know how you uh yeah no like there's there's definitely more than one way to skin a cat so like there's there's a lot of successful countries that you know have free speech and all that good stuff that everyone's so in love with and they do it differently you know uh like uh well a lot of people say uh, well, the Electoral College was put into place after World War II in Germany to prevent Hitlers from getting into power and stuff. And it's like, well, 
their presidents are kind of figureheads. They've got a chancellor who's got all the power and it's, it's a different dynamic. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if our president was just a figurehead, that would uh, like right now, that would be a little, little bit easier to explain off to people. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, unfortunately our, our president does have like a pretty decent amount of power with like executive orders and whatnot. And, well, and I think that's actually a big problem. Like, why do we even have a system that allows for that? Because, I mean, when times are good, when the grass is green, like, well, okay, everything's fine. We don't have anything to worry about. But, uh, you know, when, why would you want a system where if the wrong person gets in, they have access to all the levers and knobs that can completely cause destruction so i think that's a thing and that that's where having like a counterbalance like a panel would be good that maybe yeah. we don't need one person i mean again 300 plus million people in this country and one person's at the helm of the ship like uh that's yeah. a little scary not that they, there are some checks and balances but i, I think it's been eroding uh over time yeah. I mean, like your, your example of a panel, I mean, we could probably institute that in some manner. Like, let's say, like, I, I think the whole idea of the executive order is to deal with an emergency in, in kind of a snappy fashion rather than like yeah. bickering with Congress and the House and stuff like that. Um, but you could easily build that into, um, you know, the Secretary of Defense uh, in matters of foreign affairs in an emergency situation gets the final say on what to do, you know, something like that, you know, yeah. like shift the power based on the situation, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, no, and, that's a good idea. Well, and I think originally executive orders were supposed to be suggestions of what to do, not necessarily uh, a monarchistic edict uh, and, and I think that's changed over the years, but yeah, you're right. Like there are times where there's something big and something has to be done right now. Um, but you know, there's executive orders, uh, you know, that, that, that were, uh, passed like a very long time ago that still apply today. Like why, how come 50 years later these executive orders still apply? Like that doesn't make any sense. It should be a temporary thing. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I think the scope of the federal government's really changed a lot. And I think that's what makes it very dangerous um, in that regard. I mean, I, I, this is kind of, we're kind of deviating off topic, but I, I still consider it kind of connected in a way. Yeah. I mean, it's what it boils down to is, we're supposed to be a democratic republic, right? So there's democracy on the lower stuff and more of a republic thing at the top tiers. And what what we're getting into is this kind of like distorted republic because the whole point of that is to have the people ultimately having the power. Yeah. But yeah. but that that uh, cross communication between the democracy part and the republic part has been distorted by by the system you know like even though we are doing things the same way well 
because we're doing things the same way as we did when we were a budding country, we're running into problems now because we're not evolving. Like, yes, we have a few constitutional amendments, like a long time ago. Like, it's like (laughs) really time to do some heavy duty updating. Like, I would really like to see a president get into office and say, look, we need to seriously sit down, like all of us, Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like there's, you know, this idea that we're a democratic Republic and we're, you know, you have the democracy handling the small stuff and then it you know, trickles up to this Republic area where, you know, our chosen representatives speak for us, you know, based on, you know, what, what we voted. And, yeah. On uh, a national level, basically. Right. On paper, that's how it's supposed <laughs> to be. And and uh, <laughs> in, in in practice, uh, as as many things go, uh, it's a little different. Yeah. Oh wait, sound got a little weird again. It's super quiet. Can't hear anything. Is is that better? Yeah, but there's like massive reverb going on. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know. Weird. I don't know what's going on, but that's weird. I do have shit internet. It's been getting worse and worse. Your uh, signal looks good here. Like at least your connection from this end is is pretty decent. But then that doesn't mean it doesn't mean much on the other side. Oh wait! Oh, it just got quiet again. Oh, God, wow, that was crazy. What happened? I I uh I I don't know. I I don't really remember what we were talking about. It's it's almost as if we were weren't we talking about cats on the internet or something? Yeah, I think we were. I, I think know, that's I, I think that's a safe thing to talk about because you know, we wouldn't want to piss off any government agencies or anything. No, no. Now there is something in front of me talking about the electoral college. Hmm. Um oh, I I think that's just fine the way it is. Everything's tickety-boo. Yeah, it's hunky-dory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my my representatives say exactly what I feel. (laughs) There is no corruption whatsoever. None whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) I will keep voting, and I will keep smiling. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we have some connection problems, so we should probably uh, wrap things up. But if what I see here is correct, I think we actually talked about some good stuff. So (laughs) um, uh, any last thoughts? Like, you know, I, I actually, I don't think we talked about the tyranny of the majority. That's right. Yeah. That'd be a good Um, one. So yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think the majority is often wrong or uh, out to get people? Or do you Mm -hmm. think that uh, perhaps that sort of uh, phenomenon actually 
more often happens with the minority of thought? Well, you know, I guess I think it could go either way. You know, they always say uh, democracy is two wolves and a sheep sitting down to decide what's for dinner. Um, but <laughs> I don't think that always applies. Like, I, I think sometimes, um, you know, the majority could be right. But then how do we know? You know, there was a time where slavery was accepted and it was the majority view. So does that make it right? Well, I don't know. You know, well, I, I know that slavery is wrong, but I mean, I don't know that, it, you know, just because the majority of people believe something makes it correct. Like if the majority of people believe that Christianity was the religion of the country, should we follow that? Well, probably not. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you brought up an interesting point, though, that the mi minority can create some problems as well. Um, you know, in that, would you like to elaborate on that? Because I think you have well, some yeah, thoughts like, on that. Um, when it comes to, I mean, the, 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 the idea of uh, tyranny of minority can manifest in a few different ways. Like socially, it's one thing, but when it comes to politics, um, one example I can think of is uh, the small amount of very rich people have a hell of a lot to say about how things are done because of lobbying and, and things like that. And um, they also have their hands in the media, which usually gets the people on their side by filling them with this sensationalistic fear mongering about the other side. And, you know, like, like, like for instance, uh, the, the way that the uh, Republican party kind of went from the age of Lincoln to where they were pretty progressive to now where they're in this like hyper conservative realm and uh, a lot of lower income people tend to be conservative, even though it generally serves the very rich a lot more than the other side of the coin does. So it's like, how did that kind of thinking happen? Well, it was the tyranny of minority. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, absolutely in that regard, like the people with the means definitely do kind of dictate politics in that regard. You know, if you have money to, to lobby, um, you can pretty much take control of things. Yeah. Um, and I think it's become, politics has become more of a business than uh, it has been before in you know recently well recently in the last century i guess um mm -hmm. you know there used to be a lot more people that uh took it up for different reasons than that but yeah that's a good point um so i think it could go either way you know and and again that's that's where i think like we shouldn't rely on a minority or a majority to decide who's going to, you know, control the helm of the ship. It should probably be a lottery. And it shouldn't be one person. Absolutely not one person. If you have a, an island with like 12 people living on it, yeah, sure, you could have one person 
an elder or something like that kind of, you know, telling people what to do, but not 300 million people, you know, yeah. it's, I mean, this is the thing. And, and again, the United States, I, I, I can only speak for this country, but we're not a homogenous people. There's all walks of life living here. There are so many different kinds of people here. How can we possibly think that one person can represent that many people with that many different views? You can't. It's not possible. And, and they don't just represent, they dictate, unfortunately. You know, oh, yeah. so it, it isn't just somebody going out and representing this country to other people. It's, it, it's, it, it's inward facing. And I think that's kind of an issue. And man, I mean, this, this, this is going to open a whole another can of worms, actually. We probably need to uh, <laughs> break it down into a couple different episodes. Um, but well, what, what you were saying about slavery is, is interesting because as I understood it, uh, a pretty small amount of people owned slaves. Like it, it, mm -hmm. it wasn't something a lot of people could actually afford. So if you really kind of work backwards, you can see where the tyranny of minority might've come into play. Like, the few people that really wanted these slaves got the majority of the people into thinking that it's a okay to do this. Yeah. You know, and, and that right there is, I mean, that's just kind of a, a hypothesis, I, I suppose, but. Well, no, I think it was a very small proportion of the population and it was heavily centered on the South, but it was, even then it was a, like 10% of the population or something. It wasn't very much. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and obviously there were, there were a lot of people sympathetic to the slaves at that time. Yeah. I mean, not as much as there probably should have been, or yeah, I should say there probably were a lot, but there weren't that many people that speak up because that's just kind of the nature of humans is we're usually scared to speak up and against the majority or what yeah, we perceive to be the majority, I guess. Sure. Uh, and that, that's how, you know, the Nazi party comes to power. Um, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And <clears throat> I, I, that's true. That, 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 that's a really good point. Um, it, so, you know, it, oh man. So I think you're right though. Like we, we probably shouldn't just put all of our eggs in one basket. Like, oh, the majority is always right. Or the minority is always right. It really should be a, a little more random. I mean, not everything can be decided in that manner but at least the people deciding it could be chosen in that manner well you know? sure i mean how how else could you have a proper cross-section of this population yeah. if we were homogenous if this were say iceland i think we could you know effectively get a representative uh by an election but in the united states there there's like so many different people from so many different places, all kinds of different views. You, you can't possibly, I mean, because the thing is, if you have an election the way we have them, the person with the most money wins, basically. Yeah. Or the most, uh, you know, outlandish person could win <laughs> in this yeah. case. Like, you know, in the last election, like, the most ridiculous 
goofy person could win. Um, so do we really want a system that, that works like that? Or should it be something that's a little bit more even level-headed? You know, I, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the latter. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I mean, probably the best way to do it would be to fashion like five magical rings and, and give them to people and they'll be like, be like uh, rural, urban, activist, you know, and then they're all like, your powers combined, I am Captain United States of America. Uh, I can't say <laughs> Captain America because that's taken. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like a Captain Planet kind of thing. Yeah, who's going to be Gaia then? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I do actually think that a panel makes a lot more sense. Um, you know, different representatives from different cultures, different people, and it, it really ought to be more of a lottery system. The, the idea that you even have like a, a public election and it's either or, you know, like winner takes all there's, you know, 51% and bam, you're president like that. that that's bullshit. Makes no sense. You, it should be a bunch of people um, because there's a bunch of different views in this country. A lot of different, you know, viewpoints to be represented here. Um, and we don't have that now. Yeah. It, I, I kind of see it as no different than having a king, honestly, especially with executive orders and all that stuff. It's, we're no different than that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at the definition of a republic, uh, it, it kind of describes a monarchy and then just says, except without a monarchy. So... <laughs> Um, so, so the people that are like, America's a republic, uh, they're basically just touting the fact that we have a, a king and we call him a president. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of a, a fine line uh, between those. You know, there's issues with everything, with yeah. a republic, a democracy, whatever, you know, like, they all have their problems. Mm -hmm. um, but I think... Oh, man, I mean, going back to the Electoral College, uh, it's hard to say if that even makes sense anymore. And it's hard to say if a popular vote makes sense anymore, because we're not the country we were. You know, this is, we're huge now. Yeah. It's completely different. I don't, I, you know, and I'm not going to, okay, maybe I'm going to say balkanization. But, but maybe it's time to divide the country up into smaller pieces, more easily managed pieces, because yeah. it's huge. That, that would make sense. I, I, would, I would definitely say that that's... that's... Uh-oh, we got audio problems. <laughs> Wait, okay, it's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely think that's probably one of the the directions our country might end up going in is sovereign 50 sovereign countries basically yeah or it probably won't even be 50 anymore it'll be divided but you know in some kind of other way like not Cascadia. the original yeah yeah and and that might be a a good thing yeah. you know that because things change 
the world changes, like we evolve. And do we want to just like, should we just business as usual? Like, oh, well, this is the way appeal to, to tradition. Like, well, this makes the most sense because this is the way we've been doing it. Or should we analyze things logically and come up with better ways? You know? And I think there's a better way. And yeah, you know, people argue on and on about the electoral college. And I'm just like, I I don't think that anything makes any sense anymore. Like we, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's another angle that we could go into. And that's, you know, keep the electoral college, but overhaul it. Like, you know, add a little bit more layers to it. Like, because uh, the communication point between the people and the federal level is getting a little more um, biased toward the federal level than it is toward the people. So either you add another layer or you have it just not be senators and, and representatives that get to be the electors, but rather have that be a panel or, or, you know, a lottery or something, you know, where basically people, Wait, audio. 